Welcome to my little house of prayer ministry. So glad you could join me today. It is a day the Lord hath made to rejoice and be glad in. Today's topic is, are your vessels filled with oil? Funny question to ask these days, thanks to technology. But in the spirit realm, we walk this Christian walk by the light of his Torah truth. Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And Matthew 25.1-13 says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Let's look at the word lamp in Psalms and Matthew. In it is near or ne'er, in Greek, it is lampus or lampo. Both Hebrew and Greek have the same meaning. To glisten, to light, to beam, to radiate, brilliancy, give light or shine. This is from the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. The Torah tooth lights up, glistens, shines, beams, radiates brilliancy or gives light. Light shows us the direction we are headed in. If we are headed the wrong way in a lighted path, because of the light, we can turn around. So in Psalms, we have a promise that as we read and meditate on God's word, the light of the Torah truth will guide us in the right direction. Sounds awfully familiar to what happened with the Urim and the Thummim. The priests would ask for directions and the stones would light up. We have a spiritual Urim and Thummim. Don't think for one minute that things have changed that much. It is our spiritual heart that lights up. How powerful is this? It is our witness from the Holy Spirit. When the truth is spoken, the Holy Spirit lights up in our hearts. What happens when it lights up in our hearts? It convicts us, it directs us, it bears witness to the truth when it is spoken. Look at Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 18, enlightened, in the Greek is photizo, meaning to shed rays, to shine, to brighten up, to illuminate, or to make to see. So you see, it is the same in the Old Testament as the New Testament. In the tabernacle, there is the menorah. It has seven lamps. Isn't that interesting? Each post is called a lamp. What do they use for fuel? Pure olive oil. But oil speaks of the Holy Spirit. How are you enjoying this so far? The number seven in scripture represents the completeness of the Christ. The priests were instructed to place new oil twice a day. This was so that the light of the Torah truth never went out. So in other words, we're supposed to meditate on God's word day and night, allowing the Holy Spirit to instruct us, to be a light for our path, to convict us when we are headed in the wrong direction. Jesus spoke of ten virgins. The number ten speaks of the completeness of the law, judgments, and the covenant. When Jesus shared this parable, he chose the number ten because he wanted to establish that he was talking about our covenant with the Lord and his laws. The Lord wants his people to walk in a covenant with him. Remember, the marriage supper of the Lamb is the rehearsal dinner. And in the rehearsal dinner, you have the groom, the bride, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, the ring bearer, the flower girl, the father of the bride, groom, the mother of the bridegroom, and any other family member who participating in any way in the wedding. Let's look at the diagram that is set up in Matthew 13, 8, when Jesus speaks about seeds and where they fall. Draw a cross, and underneath the bottom of it, put 30-fold kings, where the uh, horizontal bar crosses over, put 60-fold lords. And above the cross, put 100-fold bride. And above that, 120-fold bridal seed. Ephesians 4.13 says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So you see, he wants us to make heaven our home more than we do. He is giving us every opportunity to make heaven our home. He wants us to not only make heaven our home, but also to grow and mature in him. The only way to grow and mature is to read his love letter, Roadmap, to pray and seek his face, not his hand. Remember, his hand is connected to his face. <laughs> Next, he divides them into two groups, five wise and five foolish. The number five speaks of grace. 
His grace reached out to both groups, but the choice was still in their hands as to how they chose to respond to it. The five foolish could have chose to keep their lamps filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit. The five wives remained ready. They were watchful, prayerful. They kept the Torah truth of God's word constantly before them. They depended on the truth of God's word to lead and guide them into a deeper relationship with him. They stayed repentant before him. The five foolish only took lamps with them, while the five wives also took vessels. In the Greek, vessels is pronounced angion, which means a pail or a receptacle. So they brought a pail also with them that was filled with oil. Remember, I said oil speaks of the Holy Spirit, that he lights up the Torah truth of God's word and convicts and directs us. He teaches us the perfect will of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! They made sure they were constantly ready spiritually for the call for the marriage supper of the Lamb. A wonderful friend of mine shared with me a little nugget she obtained. According to Jewish tradition, only the father of the groom knew when the bride and the groom would be married. He would call out at midnight on the day that he decided it was time. This was handed to them in the Old Testament laws. In this parable, Jesus says that a cry went out for the marriage supper of the Lamb. When? At midnight. Hallelujah! How powerful is this to you? In verse 5, the bridegroom tarries. He waits. What does he wait for? He waits for his father to tell him it is time to go get his bride. So if Jesus is our example and he is waiting, we are called to follow that same example and wait also. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. How do we wait? Staying in God's word. Read it daily. Meditate on it. Chew on it mentally and spiritually. Allow the Holy Spirit to light up his Torah truths in you. And pray. Seek his face. Reach out to others with the message of hope he has placed in you. And expect his promises and his soon coming. His coming back to call us back to him. So the cry goes out, and how does each group respond? The first group, the wise virgins, were ready. They had plenty of oil for their journey. Are you ready? Do you have plenty of oil for your journey? Yes, they all slept, but the five wives were ready in their hearts. They kept their hearts alert for his promise to come get them. They walked in his anointing the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They stayed repentant before him. They sought his face. They read and meditated on the Torah truth of God's word. They constantly let the Holy Spirit shine the light of his, on its Torah truth. Are you doing this? You see, when we get to heaven or the kingdom of God, we will not be walking in. We won't walk in high and mighty like we are all that in a bag of chips no we will be crawling in 
we will be bowed down and coming low into his presence. In Matthew nineteen sixteen through 24, it says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things I have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. When the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So the rich man had to cast all of his worldly riches, his old life, away before he could enter the kingdom of God. That means we have to do the same, to stay ready and not fall asleep. Now let's look at the five foolish virgins. What happened to them? They looked at the five wives and said, Give us some of your oil. We are not prepared. We fell asleep thinking surely he wouldn't be coming today. I will receive his gift of salvation tomorrow. I will pray tomorrow. I can repent and quit this sin tomorrow. Just like the rich young ruler, they were not ready to get rid of those worldly cares of sins that the Lord was dealing with them to get rid of. Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with, with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So the oil they once had was used up. There was no longer the light of the Torah truth of God's word to light their way. They were wanting to rely on someone else's anointing, to depend on someone else's prayers, to depend on someone going to church in their place. I'm sure we can all put ourselves in that place at some point in time. When the cry was made, they left to go find and buy oil for their lamps. But it was too late. He comes as a thief in the night. They were left behind. I don't want to be left behind. You can be too late in any part of God's plan for your life. No, you won't miss the kingdom of God right now. Because we all have this moment to repent. He has given each and every one of us gifts and talents. When you are walking in those gifts and talents, you are good. You are making heaven your home. Matthew 6, 20-21 says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, 
where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This is what the five wise virgins did. They laid up their treasure in heaven. Their cares were for the kingdom of God. The five foolish virgins laid their treasure in the world. Their cares were for the things of the, this world. What happened when the five foolish virgins returned? The door was closed. Let me say this. There is a prophecy going out at this time. It has been prophesied, but now the stage is being set. There is a great revival coming, and now is. Don't despise the small beginnings. It is coming. People will be flocking to the churches. There will be signs and wonders, not just in the church, but in the earth and the heavens. And even now are. Be ready. There will be a cry, and even now it is. There will be a great revival, and then the cry will go forth and the sky will split open. We will be raptured out of here. You see, now is the time to repent, to receive the gift of God, which is eternal life, to walk out their salvation with fear and trembling, to know our very lives are in his hands, to do good to us, not evil or harm. Will you please answer this call? If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Please pray with me. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me say, welcome to the family of God. So happy for you in this decision. It is the most important decision you will ever make. Now, are your vessels filled with oil? Are you walking with the Lord? Are you seeking his face, meditating on his word, and letting the Holy Spirit light up the Torah truth of God's word in your heart? Let's pray. Lord, I repent of the times I held back from you, the times I have hesitated to walk with you, the times I was lax when your spirit came to convict my heart. Thank you for forgiving me. I commit today to get in your word, to seek your face, and anticipatingly waiting for your soon coming. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you have a blessed week. Until we, next Sunday, when we meet again, have a blessed day.